Hey y'all, what's up? I'm Simone Rose, and you're listening to the No Books and Coffee podcast, where we talk about real life and your mental health. As you know, I'm not a licensed therapist. However, each week I get on here and I share my stories with you all in hopes that I can encourage at least one of you to share yours. That being said, grab your cups and let's talk about it. So I wanted to do something a little different this month and kind of highlight moms. I always say shout out to the moms because you know if you're a mom, you are a superhero. But I wanted to get into those moms that have a little a little bit more of a challenge than, than most moms. And those are moms that are raising special needs children. So I'm going to do a series um, with about two or three moms. I'm going to tell you guys now it's going to get a little heavy. So if you feel like your heart can't take it, you need to take a break and come back. I'm here for that. But let's get into it. So today I got my girl Stephanie, who is a mom of three. Is it three? Two, but in total three. It's three. <laughs> it's three. You can't have two, but in total three. It's three. Y'all, she got three children. Okay. Three whole kids. Um, but one of her babies is autistic. Well, he's not a baby no more. He is 23. A whole grown-ass man. All right. So <laughs> I'm gonna let uh Stephanie tell you about her story of what it's like and how she deals with things on a day-to-day basis. Okay, well. I wouldn't say I'm his mother. I'm more of his sister. Well, I am his sister, and that's my youngest brother. Our mother passed away about 11 years ago, mm-hmm. and that started the whole lifestyle where I realized nothing is ever normal. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, he was 13, and I was 26. Mm-hmm. I had two children of my own. Um an eight-month-old at the time, and a six-year-old. So trying to juggle, you know, my own children on top of making sure that Devin had everything that he needed and he didn't have to struggle as far as people understanding him and his education and overall his well-being. Um, I want to say, for me, I think I was more blessed with him Mm -hmm. because it wasn't really a hard transition once we all got comfortable he has Asperger's and that's more of it's like repetitive Mm -hmm. behavior it's um you know little or no eye contact he's verbal but not verbal like you and I so he can tell you little things but Mm -hmm. you might have to you know give him a minute to get his thoughts together Um, but it wasn't, the hard part for me is I knew that he had autism growing up, Mm -hmm. but once I realized that I knew nothing about it, I didn't know like where to turn to once he came, I didn't know how to, like what programs he needed to be in. So that took a part of me where I had to devote half my life to my family and half my life to him. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't out partying like I was. I wasn't, you know, hanging out, doing whatever. I was more focused on my brother and in all of my free time. Um, Once I, you know, went on the internet and I researched and talking to his 
pediatrician, mm-hmm. you know, and I can just say one thing, Charles County, where we're, where we reside now, mm-hmm. if you know, if you grew up here, it's a little bit more easier with the board of education and teachers mm-hmm. and, you know, little activities that they can do. So it kind of made it easier for me because I kind of knew a few people still in the school system. So with that being said, it was easier for me to maneuver him around opposed Mm -hmm. to me just being, you know, like what next? Um, He did, he went to Madam Woman. Madam Woman was phenomenal. Um, I want to say the teacher that he had, the situation that we were actually in, it was heartbreaking because Mm -hmm. we realized that, you know, my mom didn't have anything put in place, no insurance, no life insurance, no anything. So, you know, that was more of a financial burden at one point, Mm -hmm. but, you know, talking to his teacher, there's programs that will help pay for summer school, Mm -hmm. um, summer camp. He had, um, to go to summer camp for free. Um, and he did activities outside of school because if anybody knows that Devin, I made sure that he was in every activity. He was in track. He was in bocce. He was in tennis. He was in um What is bocce? Because I seen he was in track. That boy probably run way faster than me. Girl. Okay. <laughs> Listen, he would run everywhere. Bocce, I can't explain it. I just know that you roll the ball and you got to get close to the main ball and whoever's the closest, that's a point. See, I'm not thinking of that when I hear Bashi. It sounds like plants or some sort of gardening. Like, I don't, not thinking anything with a ball. Listen, when I said, I'm like, mm, I don't know. But you know what? Beggars can't be choosy. I was like, well, if you don't know it, you won't know it today. And he actually enjoyed it. He He really enjoyed it and they enjoyed him. And that those programs actually gave me connections to other people. Mm-hmm. I've met people with so many different, you know, ideas and different avenues of where I can go for this or where I can go for that or, you know. Um, and that's actually now that he's 23 because he was in Steedham. He went to Steedham between 18 and 21. Mm-hmm. And Steedham is more of a preparing you for life situation. Like they went out to do outdoor activities. They went, you know, to the community affairs. They would go to different job sites and, you know, practice work skills. And I really, really think that that actually made a better person out of him Mm -hmm. because now he has job skills. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because people are like, how do you do it? How do you No, Don't ever ask me how I do it because I'm now he's older. I really don't do, I don't do much. Mm-hmm. I um let him, he wakes up, he gets himself ready. He gets himself dressed. He goes to his day program. Um, after that, he fixes his lunch, you know, his breakfast, things like that. Um, I cook dinner, of course, for everybody, but he's very independent. And I think if he was, if he was more relying on me, that would be 
a different situation. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't rely on me as much. I'm just the transportation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he'll tell me if he needs toothpaste or if Mm -hmm. he needs another toothbrush or, you know, soap. He'll tell me things like that. Um, So when I say that I'm blessed that that situation happened and I was dealt those cards at first, it was a woe is me. Like, how do I do it? And it turned into a, you know, God, thank you, because I needed it. I needed it to be, to humble myself, to be grateful that I am able-bodied, to be grateful that I can get up and communicate and, you know, go out here and don't have to worry about simple tasks being twice as hard. Mm -hmm. Like, we used to go to the grocery store and people would stare and, you know, my husband would be like, I hate that. How did you deal with that? Because, you know, I with my nephew, I'd be ready to fight somebody. So <laughs> how do you how do you deal with not being so normal in a society that wants to normalize stupid shit? Um, well, for me, it was a growth thing. When somebody would stare, you know, I look at him and be like, what you looking at? You know, but yeah, my husband you used to fight. Girl, <laughs> you used to fight. <laughs> My husband be like, you know, you can't entertain ignorance. They don't know. Because mm-hmm. I remember we were at Food Lion mm-hmm. and um, my brother was going down the aisle. He had to be like maybe almost 14. Mm-hmm. And I just let him pick whatever snacks because I let all my kids pick their snacks because I ain't got time. Um, and he was down the aisle with a little girl. So he walked up to the little girl and was like, you know, hi, like he always does. And the little girl's mother had a disgust look on her face mm-hmm. and then I looked at her like girl I don't mean what you're doing <laughs> no and then that also let me realize that my brother loved children mm-hmm. at first I was nervous because I had and like I said he was eight months at the time but he will always want to pick him up and I'm like oh man is he gonna drop him mm-hmm. you know but anywho um yeah so little situations like that would happen and I over the years, I've gotten a whole lot better because I'll be the person now and I'll be like, say hi. And then they have no choice but to say hi. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but if anybody asks or um, I would say we don't, we won't, well, I can't speak for everybody, but myself, I would feel more better if you stopped and asked mm-hmm. opposed to staring and not knowing mm-hmm. because you never know. Like, <laughs> You don't know people's struggles. You definitely never know somebody's struggle. At all. And to me, I was always an aggressive person because I'm very protective of everything and everybody around me. Mm. Um, Having my husband was a balance for me Mm -hmm. because he's more of the calm. I'm more of the storm. Mm -hmm. So I think with that, it helped out a lot too because on top of that, your spouse... um, having to go through those emotions with you and going through those roller coasters with you and shout out to everybody's spouses because I don't know if we acknowledge them often or as much as we should but when I tell you it's it takes a a man man to step in as a father figure for someone that is not your child. Mm-hmm. 
by any means necessary. Um, from going to parent-teacher conferences and, you know, trying to understand and you having like a, a mental overflow of information that you have to, you know, remember and IEP meetings and, you what know. What is that? What is the IEP? So I work... I manage a center for autistic children and I always hear like IEPs, but you know me, I've always been about, about the babies, like since forever. I love my kids. I don't get into like the logistics of it. I just be like, just make sure we, you bring my babies here so they can get their treatment because I don't want to have to come to your house or show up at your job. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they will do that. But um, an IEP, in my perspective, is kind of like an evaluation plan for children to get them prepared on what they're meant to do or what you want them to do. So, for example, if I want Devin to learn something in particular that I feel like they haven't, you know, grasped or he hasn't caught on to, they would connect me with the teacher and we will all be in a room Um and we will go over a plan to basically um, zone in on particular things because mm. we know he needs math, you know, he needs writing. But if I wanted to work on his social skills, mm -hmm. I could put that in his IEP um, and they have to work on it mm -hmm. and it has to be met. If it's not met, they normally roll it over. Mm -hmm. um, but he's he, he's every milestone, every evaluation, he's hit like spot on. Mm -hmm. so that was one of the things where I knew okay I'm doing something right you know because sometimes you question yourself like am I doing this or am I doing that yes you are because the fact that you're doing it mm -hmm. and you're doing it at your own pace and your own time mm -hmm. because it's for Devin if he if I teach it to him he'll probably forget it but if it's repetitive that's the thing. So whatever I say I want him to work on in school, I would also do it at home. I'm mm -hmm. not that person who, okay, well, I'm just going to tell them to do it and I'm not going to help you either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. What was it like for the other babies? I want, I keep calling them babies and all your kids are like grown now. They're probably all bigger than me. What was it like, um, like them transitioning, having an older brother now? in the house and then an older brother that is that has superpowers I like to call it I don't like to say special needs that it bothers my spirit like I don't like the word special needs I don't like the words retarded girl I don't like I'd be getting mad as hell I would be um, on Instagram going back and forth and be like did you have to use that word right you know, people yeah. don't get it so I was so what was it like I say superpowers because I feel like Anybody with special needs has some sort of superpower. They're like superhumans, and the parents and families that surround them are a part of that. Like, what is it? What was Black Panther like? Marvel University or something? Some shit like that. <laughs> like, it's it's like a whole clique of different superheroes. So, what was that like? Um, in the beginning, it was easy. Um, they were too little at the time to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, my oldest son, who is, he was six at the time he moved in and now he's 15. By the time he was probably like nine or 10, mm -hmm. he started looking like, okay, who, what's wrong with him? Mm -hmm. And so I would tell him, I'm trying to explain to a 10 year old 
autism and you know things like that it's kind of hard so what i told him to do was let's go online and we'll look we used to watch like youtube videos um google search and i used to let him read and then whatever he didn't understand i would explain it to him mm -hmm. so he could comprehend it himself because mm -hmm. me trying to explain it to him it would go over his head mm -hmm. and i want to say that my children consider him as a brother an older brother mm -hmm. they'll tell anybody that's my older brother Devin." And it would like melt my heart because I'm just like, <sighs> it's a feeling that you get of like peace mm -hmm. that your children aren't upset because another child or another adult has come into their lives mm -hmm. and taken over a little bit of space. Um, I let them interact with each other, but Devin, sometimes he wants to be in his own little world and I'll just let him know, hey. He doesn't want to be bothered you know just let him be if mm. he doesn't want to play action figures it's cool you know if he doesn't want to play video games it's cool you know we'll just try again like, yeah, i don't want to be bothered i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> as you know be here chilling with my phone on do not disturb watching blacklist <laughs> all 812 episodes listen um but yeah i they never complain they always um Miss Holmes, she, when I tell you, uh, the kids used to go over her house mm -hmm. and she would say, where's Devin? And I'm like, well, he's at home. Cause you know, I didn't know how she, she would feel. Girl, I had to waste <laughs> gas coming from Brandywine back to Charles County. Just to get that baby and take it back. Yes. Just to get that baby. And she has been like, if I never had respect for her, then I have 10 times more respect for her now and to me everybody who dealt with my children mm -hmm. is like a package deal so yeah. if you dealt with my kids you have to deal with them mm -hmm. and then at a, after a while it got to the point where trying to tell people that you're his sister it's kind of hard. So you just be like, okay, I'll be mom. That's fine. That's why I was like, you got three whole kids. You talking about some two and a plus one. You got three damn kids. You know, my mama asks about you all the time. Oh, I have to all see Miss Diane. Time. Yes, tell Miss Diane I miss her. I have to come. I have to swing by. You want to borrow? <laughs> <laughs> I was with her this morning. She's stressing me out, but she's so cute. She got this obsession with Crocs now. So everybody you know she got more different kind of Crocs. And she got her little purse. And Let me get her be, some giblets for her little, little, little crocs. She, she just be on it. Her, her little crocs. <laughs> sliding crocs on it. Be like, let's go. Let's go to the store. But oh. she asked about you the other day. Um, just to see how you were doing. And like, what was new? And I told her, like, bits and pieces about Devin. And she was like, oh, how'd that work out? And I was like, she calmed back. She called down. <laughs> she okay. called down a lot. Cause she her first thing was, do they go in public? Because you know Stephanie used to fight. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, she they be out there, Mom. She calmed down. And she was like, oh, that's good. Cause you know, when you first told me that the baby was autistic, like that was my first thing. Does Stephanie be fighting these people out in the public? Because you know she put a the in front of everything. So she do Stephanie fight the people out in the public because they be looking at her baby crazy and I was like, Listen. No, she calmed down. Listen. Till it's it's been a long road and I'm so proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. Kudos to me because 
(laughs) (laughs) it's hard and then the ignorance of people is even more worse because like i said he don't want you he Mm -hmm. don't want whatever you got he's just curious Mm -hmm. and that's what it is and you know i used to hover over him Mm -hmm. i don't do that i let him go where he want to go he know how to find me i know how to find him Mm -hmm. um he's never too far girl he done got a cell phone he don't use it but for the internet Mm -hmm. but if i call he'll pick up and you know i'll be like hey what you doing and nothing Mm -hmm. okay bye click that's it so i try to make him have a normal life because I don't want to discredit my mother, but Mm. I think every teenager goes through things where a parent is very essential. Mm -hmm. And for me, I wanted to be a sister mother Mm -hmm. because I can never replace her Mm -hmm. and the bond that they had. It was crazy because every time we would pass Southern Maryland Hospital, which was the last place that I can remember me seeing them two together, was Mm -hmm. um, he would say, Mommy Hospital. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I say it? Is he going to understand that she's not here? Um, You know, the funeral, I had to make a hard decision Mm -hmm. of does he go Mm -hmm. or does he not go? Like, how is he going to, you know, respond to that? So I chose for him not to go mm-hmm. and people might say you know that was wrong of me but at the end of the day it's what's in his best interest mm-hmm. because I don't think and not even I don't think I had two specialists that I was speaking with when it pertained to him and they actually came over and evaluated him mm-hmm. and one of them was like you know it's whatever you choose to do you know you have to make that decision so the other one was like well you don't know what his response will be if he tries to go you know and wake her up things like that Mm -hmm. and I took both of their I took both of their recommendations and overall I couldn't do that to him Mm -hmm. um I wanted his memory of her to be whatever the last time he saw her not just laying there Mm -hmm. so I would say if anybody else has ever been or gets put in that situation, you do what you feel is best for that person, whether it's an adult, a child, a teen, elderly, you know, Mm -hmm. you got to do what you got to do. Like people with, is it dementia? Yeah. Yeah. They tend to have this thing where they, I guess, forget little things so they keep repeating the same you know Mm -hmm. and it's no explaining to them that hey she's not here no more you know they're not going to get it so same concept for me but um so how do you manage manage your business because y'all she got a a seven paint business and she she'd be on the fly because i'll call and text her like i need a picture i'm stressed out if you've ever been on my Instagram um, page or my Facebook page, you see the pictures that I've done with her. Um, very therapeutic, by the way. So how do you how do you manage your business and your family? Good question. Um, first of all, let me tell you how I started. So those of you who I don't know if 
I've never been able to keep a job over a year. I've had anger issues since God knows when. And now that I'm older, I wish I would have started my business when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to the point where my husband was a sole provider for everybody. And I felt like I got to do something. But mm-hmm. he gave me the option to go to work. Or you can stay home with the children. Okay, so um, fast forward to now, I needed to have my own identity. I needed to have something that I would love to get up and go to work and do, you know, my own time, not clock in. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, prior to maybe like two months before, I started doing restaurants. Mm-hmm. And then during the pandemic, Everybody was like, oh, well, do you ship? And I was like, sure. And, you know, here I am, whole LLC and all, and paying taxes, working hard. I'm definitely here for that. Well, I thank you for sharing your story. Um, you got to tell people what your, um, your Instagram is, because I don't know it. I just know I, <laughs> I just know I can call and text you. Like, I need a picture, sir. So like, what's up? Okay, it's paint underscore with underscore passion underscore on instagram and then on facebook it's paint with passion llc yeah see i got that all wrong (laughs) (laughs) i got that all wrong and if y'all didn't catch that you need to catch her on my instagram page just there's a couple pictures up there um thank y'all for listening i'll catch y'all next week